All right, I see a few people on. If you're on with me, just tell me hello so that I know that you're on. I'm so excited to be back on Fight Time. Um, very excited. So I know it has been a while and it was not because anything was wrong. It was not because um, I didn't have a word from the Lord because I have a phone full of messages ready to go, but it was just because I was in the end of my pregnancy and I needed to rest. I needed to rest. I needed to focus on my family. And then now it's been six weeks today since I had my sweet baby girl. Um, I would show her to you, but she is um, sleeping peacefully in the other room and I do not want to wake that up. So she's in the other room. Um, she is wonderful and it's been a fabulous six weeks. So I just want to thank the Cove um, Ladies Fight Time girls for just allowing me time to rest and enjoy my family and just sit in peace with, um, with my children and my family. It's been such a good time of respite. A great time with the Lord because I have, um, he has just been working in my life like crazy and I'm so grateful for that. And so I'm, um, I'm grateful for the fight ladies that, or fight time ladies that have just kind of kept it going, um, while I've been out. Y'all are phenomenal, phenomenal. So I'm glad to be back. Um, I pray that today that if, that this message blesses you, I'm trying not to look at who's on because I don't want to speak, um, I just don't want to look at the numbers and see how many people are on. I just want it to be organic. So if this is a replay, like always, just let me know that it's a replay. But I'm just going to go ahead and start us off with um, prayer, and we'll go from there. So Heavenly Father, first, I just want to thank you, God. I want to come into your presence with thanksgiving. I want to invite you into this room right now. I want you to, to invite you into wherever these ladies are right now. Father, we welcome your presence. You know that I am not strong enough to do this on my own. You know that in my own flesh, I stumble over my words. In my own flesh, it doesn't make sense. And so right now, Father, I'm asking you to infiltrate my mouth and my words, my mind. Everything that comes out, Lord, let it be from you. Let it be anointed by you, Father. And I pray that it lands on these ladies um, and that it speaks an encouragement, a revelation to them, Lord. And that they are encouraged today to keep on doing what you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. If at any point I have to yell at my kid, he's in his crib. And sometimes I have to yell at him to lay back down. So if I have to do that, just ignore that. But all right. Like I said, um, I have a lot of cool messages. I feel like the Lord has, been, um, has given me over the last six plus weeks that I've been out with the baby. Um, and so I want to I have my notes in front of me because it's been a while. So y'all give me some grace. But um, what I feel like the Lord gave me today, I'm going to turn it down, was turning our why into worship. And it plays off of what Brienne gave us as our huddle time play of the week on Monday. And whenever she was speaking on Monday, this is what she said. She said, make sure that um, the important thing is always the important thing. And she said it like this. She said, if it's important when it when it's good, um, then it's important during crisis. I think that's how she said it. Or if it's important during crisis, then it's important when it's good. So I wrote this down. If it's important when not in crisis, when things are good, then it's important during crisis. Um, and this just spoke to me whenever she said that. Well, actually, I had already been thinking about that. And then she spoke that. And I was like, that that's right in line with what um, 
with what I feel like the Lord was going to um, have have me say today. Lord, help me right now. It's been a while. Y'all give me grace. Okay. So I was reading in um, Habakkuk. And Habakkuk, I hope I'm saying his name right, he is a, a prophet. And one of the interesting things about the book of Habakkuk is that it's not him speaking to the people. This is him having a conversation with the Lord. And what Habakkuk is saying, I'm going to go to my scripture right here. He's saying, oh, Lord, why do I have to call out to you all the time um, for help? I feel like you don't listen to me is what he's saying. He's saying there's violence everywhere. There's famine everywhere. There's people without food. There are things going wrong in this world. There's social injustice. And I'm crying out to you and you aren't listening. How many of you have felt that way? When you're in a situation and you're like, God, fix this situation. And you feel like he's not listening. He's not showing up. Or maybe he's showing up, but he's not fixing the problem, right? Maybe he's showing up, but he's, um, but you're not seeing the fruit of what you're praying for yet. You're not seeing, you may be saying, God, I need you to take, to take me out of this situation. And you're like, you're, God, you're not showing up. Where are you? So if you've ever felt that way, let me know in the comments. Yes, I felt that way. There is a time in my life, several times in my life, but even recently where I've been like, God, you have me in this situation. Get me out. And so I, I, I just related to Habakkuk when he's saying, oh, how long, oh Lord, must I call for your help? And you don't listen and you're not hearing me. And the Lord continues. He replies to him. And this is what I think is so beautiful because this is a, a true representation of what we have. This is an important thing that we have to do when we're not in crisis. You can tell that Habakkuk has a relationship with the Lord, with King, uh, with God Almighty. He has a relationship with God Almighty. And he is able to say, okay, God, I need to hear from you right now. He's not going in and saying, okay, God, I know I haven't talked to you in a month, but if you're there, can you, can we talk about this? No, you can tell that Habakkuk has a relationship with the Lord and he's saying, where are you? I need to know. I have a question for you. And God is so good. He just replies back and he's like, look around at the nations, look and be amazed. I am doing something in your own day, something that you wouldn't even believe. Even if someone told you about it, you wouldn't believe it. This is the Lord's reply to Habakkuk. How beautiful is that? So be just encouraged right now that whenever we have a relationship with the Lord and we cry out to him, that he's replying back, you don't know what I'm doing. I am beyond time. I am beyond um, space. I am beyond this part of your life. Everything that I have and see is way bigger than you can ever imagine. So do not question what I'm doing or why I've not pulled you out of this situation that you're asking me about because you can't see what I'm doing. Your knowledge of time and, and your situation is this small and I am enormous big. You can't even contain what I know and what I'm doing. And so if you felt like that, then um, this is what the Lord is saying to you. He's saying, I'm bigger than everything that you you are, are dealing with right now. And this is where I feel like it got so beautiful. In chapter 3 of Habakkuk, it's only three chapters, so go and read it sometime. So Habakkuk's like, okay, he actually makes another complaint. The Lord replies to him again, how wonderful that we can have conversation with God Almighty. 
And then in chapter 3, Habakkuk says this. I'm going to read it. He said, it says, Oh, I have heard all about you, Lord. <laughs> and I am filled with awe by your amazing works. Ooh, I didn't mean to get emotional, but man, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I'm filled in awe by your amazing works. In this time of our deep need, help us again like you've done it before. He has pulled us out of Egypt. He has led us through the sea. He's crossed us, brought us across the Jordan. He's done so much for us. And Habakkuk is just saying, you're right, God. You're right. I see you. I know what you can do. I remember. I remember what you've brought us out of. And so I praise you because I don't see it. I may not see what you're doing, but I see what you've done. At the end, he says this in verse 17. He says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, so even though there's no food, because <laughs> that was one of his complaints, God, there's no food here. What are you going to do? He's saying, even though there's no food, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, here's this, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer and able to tread, my phone bleeps, able to tread upon the heights. Wow. So you repeat that today. You go to Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 18, and you just say, Yet I will rejoice in you, Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation in the middle of my, my trouble, in the middle of, of things not going the way I want them to, I am going to rejoice in you today. So I want to make two points. The first is we have got to turn the why into worship. And the why is this, why God, why am I in this situation? Why am I going through this trouble time? Why do I feel like you're not listening to me? Why do I feel like you're not there for me? Why even some, why will my baby not sleep? <laughs> why does my baby have reflex? Why, whatever, whatever your why is, why have you not pulled me out of this prison? And instead, we're going to turn it into worship. I don't know why you haven't done it yet, but I know you've done it before. I know you've done it before, so I know you're going to do it again. And so you've told me that I cannot see everything that you're doing. And so instead, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to trust in you. And this is what I'm going to ask for. God, I'm asking you for supernatural peace and supernatural joy. Because it is supernatural. We cannot have peace on our own. We cannot have joy on our own. It only comes through relationship with Jesus Christ. You have to have a relationship with King Jesus. And here's why. Just like Habakkuk, in the middle of the storm, he had the relationship where he could just say, God, tell me what's going on. And God replied to him. That's an important thing. That's an important thing whenever we're not in crisis. When we're not in crisis, we worship. When we're not in crisis, we read um, the word of God. When we're not in crisis, we fellowship with other believers. That's what we do. And here's why. Because um, this is what I felt like the Lord said to me while going. I wrote it down in my notes. Because we practice the way we want to play. How many of you have ever heard that? My husband is a soccer coach right now for our little ones. And so he says it all the time. What you practice how you want to play. You look good, you play good, right? So we practice by staying in the word. 
we practice by having a, a an ongoing relationship with the Lord. And my husband sent me, and he would die if he knew I said this, but he sent me a um, a uh, worship song this morning, and he wrote wrote on there. He said, "This is how I want to feel. I want to get go back to my first love." So this is my prayer. God, take us back to our first love where we just commune with you. That it's important to us because guess what? It's important to Satan if his believers and his followers worship with him or fellowship and commune with him. It's important to them. Why is it not important to us? It is important to us. It has to be important to us to commune with the Lord every single day. To get into his word every single day. To take us back to our first love, which is King Jesus. To overcome distraction. Guess what? I did the last two weeks. I've deleted my apps on my phone. I deleted them and I said, God, I'm putting you before this distraction. And guess what? I've had so much clarity in my mind. Thank you, God. I want to give you a couple examples of um, first practicing well, it is making the important thing important when it's not in crisis so that when we're in crisis, we know exactly what to do. When we practice it, then whenever we're playing, we're in the middle, we know exactly what to do. I'm going to give you two examples that the Lord brought to me today. So one is um, I just heard a an amazing testimony by a pastor named Pastor Dima. He's a Ukrainian pastor, and if you've been in the news at all, there's a bug, bless it. If you um, have been in the news at all, then you know that uh, Russia invaded Ukraine not too Okay, guys, I don't know. Okay, can y'all not hear me? Yes, you can hear me. Or no, you cannot hear me. You can hear me now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. So, Pastor Dima, they came in. They put a black bag over his head. They took him to a prison. In the prison, he said, um, I had so much peace. He was literally in a prison cell. And this was this year. He was in a prison cell. There was blood all over it that wasn't his. There was dirty toilet that didn't work. No place to sleep. All the things. And and he was saying, I had peace. I had joy. I had, um, I, I knew that the Lord was going to use me. I knew in this situation that everything was going to be okay. 
That comes by practicing a relationship with the Lord before you get in crisis. That comes from worshiping the Lord before you get in crisis. That comes because he had a relationship with King Jesus. And he knew what to do when he got in that situation. He even said this. He said on like day six, I think he spent eight days in the prison. He said on day six, he woke himself up in the middle of the night laughing. Of joy. Woke himself up in the middle of the night laughing. Lord, let me have that kind of relationship with you that I trust you that much. That if I was in a prison being interrogated because... Um, I, I was a believer. I was a pastor of a church. Lord, let me have that much joy and that much peace to know that you've got me. You've got my back. Right? But he had a relationship with the Lord before he went into crisis. And then here's the last little example I want to give. I know I'm, I'm being kind of long-winded today. but uh, And I'm sorry if I talk too much about my baby. I can't help it. Okay? It's just what I've been through recently. So, six weeks ago, I had a baby. And... For those of you that don't know, I chose to have our, or Brad and I chose to have our baby in our home, and it was so beautiful, but I had been practicing, because people were like, how in the world could you do that? How could you have a baby in your house without medicine and without the doctors there? And the Lord had given me peace. I knew that this is the direction he wanted me to, to, um, to go in, but I had been practicing. I had read a book called Supernatural Childbirth, which had prayers and scripture um, that I repeated over myself, these scriptural affirmations that I repeated over my, 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 myself, my baby. I would talk to Lily Kate in my belly and I would say, you are going, you know, I forgot what I would say now, but um, I would read them off this thing, this supernatural childbirth, and I would just say, you are going to come out perfect. My body knows exactly what to do. It was created in the image of God. It was made for this. So I had been preparing that. I had been preparing my body for birth at home. And then I had been listening to this Christian scripture app. And so I had been practicing the breathing and how to worship during my contractions. I had practiced. So when the time came and my body... Uh, my water broke, and I was like, okay, here we go. Then my body decided to stall out in labor. So I was in labor for over 24 hours. I did have a moment where I called Pastor Bree, and I was like, I can't do this. Actually, I don't think I said I can't do this. I said, I just need your encouragement right now. And she said, you're better than me. <laughs> so hang in there, and she prayed over me, and it was beautiful. So I can't say that I was perfect in that. But over after 24 hours, when my body finally decided to kick it into gear and Lily Kate said, yes, I know what to do. It was in the middle of transition. I was laying on my bed. All of a sudden I had a three minute long contraction. I'm not going to go into all the details, but I will just tell you that from the time of that, that long contraction where baby shifted into position to the time that she was born was only 10 minutes, which is not very long. So for 10 minutes, I was in crisis for 10 minutes. I was in transition and I was in pain. I was trying not to be fearful, but I was a little nervous because it was happening so fast. I was supposed to have my baby in the bathtub and I wasn't able to <laughs> because it was happening so fast. In the middle of that crisis though, thank you God that I have practiced. Um, every time I would have a contraction, I would just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And my midwife laughed and she said, she looked at my mom and, and she goes, I don't know why she just keeps saying that. She just keeps saying that. And here's why it's because I have been practicing. 
God, you created my body for this moment. You created my baby to know how to come out of my body the perfect time, the perfect way. And I trust you in this. Was I perfect during that? No, I wasn't perfect during that. And I had to, to bind fear. But in that moment of crisis, all the practicing I had done, the scripture affirmations, speaking over myself and my body and my baby came to fruition. And I was able to worship in the moment that my baby came out. My husband was able to worship with me. My midwife was worshiping with me. And here's why. Because we were practicing before it came time to crisis. We, we remembered the important things when things were good. So that when things got rocky in that 10 minutes, it was very rocky. We believed and we knew and we knew what to do. Shortly after that, baby stopped breathing for a minute. We had to call 911. Guess what? Peace. I had full peace. My husband had peace. He was, he and I were looking at each other in the eye when paramedics were there and we, we were communicating. We knew peace. The Lord gave us so much peace. And all he and I said was, Lord, breathe your life into our baby right now in the name of Jesus. And she started breathing. That's practicing. And I don't practice all the time, but that's just a testimony of what we uh, need to do. We need to keep, um, keep in the forefront of our mind so that we can turn the, why God, where are you? Because I could have easily said, God, where are you right now? My baby's not breathing. Why are you not making her breathe? And instead, we worship. Thank you, Lord, that you're breathing life into our baby. Thank you, Lord, that she's going to have a testimony like no other. So, I think that's all of my notes. I love what the Lord gave me. I pray that that blesses you today. I know that that just goes along with our game plan from um, our huddle time on Monday night. To continue to remember the important things. We've got this. We have got this. We can do the hard things and God has equipped us um, with what we need um, at, at any time that we need. So I'm going to pray over us real quick. Um, and I'm so grateful to be back. I'm so grateful to be back. So thank you, Father, that you've given me a word. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us revelation. Thank you, Father, for testimony. Thank you that we will rejoice in you even when things get tough. That we can turn the wine, God, where are you, into worship. And Father, we worship you because we we see what you brought us out of. You've seen what we what we have seen what you have brought us through. And God, today we worship you. Just like Lexi did yesterday, we just worship you, Father. You are good. You are always good. In the middle of the storm, you are good. In the middle of dire circumstances, you are still good. And even though sometimes as our flesh, it may falter in that, sometimes maybe fear creeps in, but we bind fear in the name of Jesus. And we remember, God, that you have given us a um, sound mind. You've given us love. You've given us the ability to have supernatural peace and supernatural joy unspeakable. And so, Father, we thank you right now for the peace that you've given us and for that sweet baby crying in the background. In Jesus' name, amen. My little baby woke up. So I'm going to go feed her. I love you, ladies. I'm very, very glad to be back. And I pray that this blesses you today. And um, we'll talk to you later. Bye.